Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello and welcome back to another great episode of the Standout Podcast, the podcast that's all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. My name is Sarah Karakayan. I am a professional organizer and your host. And today I'm super excited. We have a mover and a shaker on the podcast today. If you think it's, you know, it's hard to transition out of one career into another, what entrepreneurship is like, what it's like working in an industry that is still very much growing in in popularity with with the world, really. Um, You're going to love listening to today's guest because he not only did all of that, but he's also bilingual is from Mexico and is heavily involved with the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals here in the U.S. So I'm very excited to introduce to you, and you'll have to forgive me as I try this mong, I mean my best shot, but we've got Nacho Eguiarte. I hope that's, that's right. right. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> On the show today. And he is, he's an architect by trade, which I love. I know how much goes into that because my husband is also an architect by trade, a clinical grief counselor, and has been writing a blog about organizing since 2012, which is all in Spanish. In addition to translating several professional pieces in the organizing and productivity industry into Spanish, Nacho is also a NAPO Golden Circle member, a NAPO U instructor in Spanish, and an ambassador for new NAPO Spanish-speaking members. He has achieved ICD's Level 2 certificate as a specialist in CD and hoarding, and since July 2019, he has been serving ICD's board as director at large for events. Nacho is the first, this is so cool. Nacho is the first Latin American to achieve CPO status from the Board of Certification for Professional Organizers in the USA. So Nacho, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me because this is so cool and exciting to sharing my journey through this uh, new career. Well, not so new because I'm involved since 2012, first doing it like a hobby and then doing it like a business. You are very impressive. So I'd love, I know I gave a little blurb about who you are and what your journey was like, but can you share with our listeners a little bit more in depth of, you know, your first career as an architect and then how you came to discover this new passion of yours, which is organizing and productivity and how you made it your profession today? Okay. I have my bachelor's degree in architecture and I started to work in that area I've been involved in design, mostly design of uh, houses and hotels, and worked for uh, the same company for 18 years. In that period of time, I discovered some TV shows in the United States, like uh, Clean House, and the one that I love the most is Hoarders, because I realized that there was something new for me. But at the very beginning, in 2012, I started writing a blog in Spanish about topics on organizing because we didn't have, at that time, any information 
on these uh, things. So I decided, why not? This is a good try. So it was just a hobby, really. But something happened. It was a funny thing that I posted a photo of my hometown in, over Twitter. And actually, I was following Geraldine Thomas from Hoarders. And she was following me back and she asked me about that photo and she asked me, oh, are you a photographer? And I told her, no, I'm an architect and also I'm writing this blog on organizing. So she told me about being a member of uh, NAPO and that where everything ignited to become a professional organizer. So it was a funny story, but, you know, I'm here now and I'm trying to push the boundaries for myself and trying to make some road for others to follow. Absolutely. And tell the listeners, I know that you're in Mexico, but where in Mexico are you? And let us know, what is the organizing and productivity industry like in your country? Are there a lot of other organizers? Do you have meetups? Talk to us about your location. Yeah, I'm from Guadalajara, Mexico. It's the second largest city in the country. Someone could probably hear about it because it's close to Tequila, the town when, where they make the spirit. So in Mexico, organizing business is pretty new. But although we have, we've been in business like seven years now, the reality is we're still knocking on doors. Like if we are at the same level that Organizing industry was in U.S. probably 25 years ago. So we're still uh, paving the road to, to, to this uh, industry. But it's growing faster and people are getting knowledge about our existence and the kind of services we provide. So right now, probably in the country, there's like, I don't know, probably 60 professional organizers all around the country. But just three of us are members uh, to Naples. So... I'm trying to do my best to give them the word about being a professional in the whole sense of the word, being a member of an association, because we don't have one. NAPO is the way to go. Absolutely. And so tell our listeners, because I think this is relatable no matter if you live in the US, Mexico, uh, wherever you are, and you feel like, I hear this a lot, our town's very small. There aren't a lot of organizers. How can I have a business doing this if there's no one who knows about our services and who maybe they don't have, they can't afford our services to make it profitable? What would you say to listeners who, who have those struggles? You being in a country that this industry is very new and you're, I love that you're door knocking and, and joining the association just to level up your professionalism. What other pieces of advice do you have for people who are facing the struggles that you face? You need to let people know about what you're doing. You know, everyone has the need to a service like this one, because not, not everyone has uh, the knowledge to, you know, organize themselves. So in some cases they need some help, but we need to let them know. We need to give the word away. So we need to speak to people no matter if you're living in a big city or in a small town, you need to speak to people and let them know what you're doing. How can you help them? Because if they don't know you or your business or your uh, services, they don't know they can hire you. About the money, you can create some ways to help them, 
within uh, their budget. You can do some probably sessions of four hours, or if they don't have the money to afford that, you can make some short sessions like one hour and tell them the basics and keep it up with that communication between that client and the PO so they can reach a point where they organize having your help. I think it's the way we can do it. Because I know I'm living in a country that where uh, it's not easy for others to hire services because they don't feel it's something primordial. I don't know. It is uh, something basic to do, something important to do. But it is important to have a place that you feel comfortable in, that it is organized, that you have spaces clear out and having the best time in your place enjoying them with your family or your friends or your pets because I'm a pet person. <laughs> so am I, Nacho. So am I. So, okay. And I also noticed that in the bio that I shared that you have a lot of knowledge, ADHD, hoarding, all these different uh, certificates. And I'm wondering, has that helped elevate your business in Mexico and abroad? Because I know in our industry, there are a lot of people who know about you and what you're doing because you're coming at it from such a, a special angle, being from another country and being involved in both countries. So what is your take on educating yourself in a specialized field like ADHD, hoarding, aging, all, all those different communities we can specialize in? What has that done for you and your business? For me, it's kind of a personal achievement, but also it's a way to tell my clients, you know, I'm a professional because I'm educating myself, not just knowing how to fall or how is the best way to put some, I don't know, shelving or other type of systems, but also I'm educating myself in a specialized knowledge, like you say, ADHD, hoarding, aging, because no matter if you're not uh, looking into deal with this kind of clients, yeah, but you need to have the knowledge to at least say, oh, this is this type of situation. This is a hoarding situation. I am capable of doing that or not. So it's the best way you can be prepared for those situations. And this is something I tell all my colleagues. You need to educate yourself. Don't rely on what you know now. You need to know better because there's a lot of knowledge out there that can help people in different ways. And everything that's add up to this industry can, can be used as a tool for your own business to do better business and help better to your client. I can't agree more. I want to ask you a little bit about translating information from English to Spanish. We're going to take a very quick break and hear a message from NAPO. But when we get back, I want to talk about what that means for other Spanish speaking countries and tying them into what we're doing a lot of here in the U.S. So we'll be right back. The National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals is proud to offer NAPO University courses in various formats to accommodate different learning styles and further your education when and how you wish. For the entire course catalog, visit napo.net slash education. And to join NAPO, visit napo.net slash join. 
Hey Nacho. So let's talk about this for a minute. You're doing a lot of translating from English to Spanish, which I love because it's just taking, like you said, there's a lot of knowledge out there to be shared. A lot of professionals are doing research. They're taking what they've learned, putting it into podcasts, into blog posts, into certifications and online courses. And and you're, I don't even know if anyone else is doing what you're doing for our industry. Why do you find it to be so important? And are you seeing results by bringing this knowledge and information to Spanish speaking communities? The thing that brought me to doing this translation thing, it was because as I told at the, first, uh, at the beginning of the interview, we didn't have the knowledge. We didn't have books. We didn't have, um, you know, books or videos or anything in Spanish to learn about this industry and the intricacies of this uh, industry. So when I had the chance to translate the ICD's clutter a hoarding scale by an invitation from my good pal Rachel Seavey in San Francisco Bay Area, I just say yes. I'm going to do it because, you know, I don't care. I need to do this because someone out there is in need of this information, but in their language, not in English. So I did that with her. And it was the beginning of this journey of translating things because with the time, I also translated the CQLS from ICD, and I bought the rights to a very iconic book in this industry that is called Conquering Chronic Disorganization by Judith Colbert, and translated it into Spanish because, you know, we need specialized knowledge. I know nowadays we have more books in Spanish from Spain mainly, but they're only focusing on the basics of organizing. So we needed something more specialized, like chronic disorganization is a big issue in all our countries. So I did it because I felt when I started that I was in this like sea, a huge ocean without having a life vest on me. So I think, well, if you can do it, not for yourself, but for others, this will be helpful for them in, a, in the future. So I don't know, probably I'm mad, probably I'm crazy doing this stuff, but I really enjoy it. So I'm doing it as long as it's something that helps others, uh, professional organizers and also uh, general public. So probably is my purpose in life. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Do you have any feedback from these professionals who have written these pieces in the States with their translated Spanish pieces? Are they noticing any sort of extra? Because there are a lot of Spanish speaking people here in the US who I'm sure appreciate having access to these, to this information, this knowledge. Have you received any feedback? Are they are they excited that you've done it? Have you opened doors for them? Do they know that more people are getting their hands on their content because of the accessibility with another language? Actually, some other organizers in the U.S. have approached me to do some uh, translations on their books, but I know this is something that has to be done, but I need the time to sure. do it. I don't have 
plenty of time. So I'm focusing in just one book at a time, uh, getting some feedback from my uh, colleagues in Latin America, telling me that this is important for them because they don't know English in most of the cases. So they're feeling that this piece of information is so amazing to them because they now have another tool under the belt to use um, better serve to their clients. So I think for me, it is something that I really love doing it. And as long as the feedback is uh, coming in a positive way, I think I'm going to keep this track. Would you recommend other bilingual organizers and productivity specialists to maybe jump in and help you translate from English to German or English yes. to Mandarin to all these yes. very popular languages? Yes, because we need to remember we live in a globalized world. So we need to share and spread the knowledge in English, in German, in, I don't know, Chinese, Japanese, Korean. So there's a lot of communities, even in the United States. In the United States, there's a lot of people that only speak Spanish, only speak Chinese. So they need to be approached with this kind of literature so they feel that they are included in these issues of organizing. And there's no better way to do it than trying to put something there for them. So whenever we onboard, listeners, a podcast guest, someone we want to we kind of pick their brain and have them share their knowledge. We always ask them to give us some takeaways, some things that they really want to share with us. And Nacho, one thing that you said was, I love this. And because this is our second season, we've been around for almost two years with this podcast. And I don't really think I've talked too much about this in any of our episodes. But you said one takeaway you want us to share is to be kind to your peers. They are comrades, not competitors. Yes. Why did you find that important to, to share on your episode? Because coming from a place where I start with no one at the side, so I found very important to create community. And you can create community with others if you are just looking at them as, oh, this one is going to take my clientele away, or this is going to be a competitor, or no, you need to watch your colleagues or your peers as comrades because they're going to elevate the standards for the industry where you live. They're going to make a necessity for you to elevate yourself, your services, your education to another level. And this way, they're going to build this community and an actual industry around organizing. So for me, no one is a competitor. No matter if they're getting more clients than me, for me, their peers, their uh, comrades who are taking me to this place where I need to focus on elevate my own services, my own step up my game. There you go. So I think it's important to look at this thing that way. I do too. And it's so interesting too, Nacho, having a lot of guests on the show who are organizers, everyone has their own approach, even if they're sharing knowledge they learned from the same book or they're from the same chapter or what have you, we're all so individual, even if we're speaking the same language, that our approach to it, the way we we engage with our clients and with each other is so different. So there's really no way 
you can have a competitor who can shut you down, right? Like if we, exactly. if we come together, we can actually accomplish more, which I think is kind of exactly what you're doing by bridging the Spanish speaking community with English speaking community in our industry. Yeah, because all the clients have money in their pockets. Not all the clients are a good fit for you. Right. It's simple as that. So you need to understand that some clients are a good fit and you're going to work with them in a better way than some other clients that won't fit your ways, your character, your personality, I don't know, or even the range you want to serve to. Like if you're dealing with someone who has some issues with hoarding and you are not prepared or even you are prepared to do it, but you don't want to, you just step away. And right. there's something else, so someone else that could take that job. Absolutely. How are you connecting with organizers in Mexico? Do you have meetups? Do you, are you starting another kind of branch of NAPO? What are you doing in Mexico to be with your be with your people? <laughs> okay. Actually, we have a, a WhatsApp group. I think you're not using in US WhatsApp as much as we Latin Americans do. This is a communication app over the phone. So we're trying to get in touch every now and then asking some questions, solving some doubts for others. Actually, we're going to have this uh, meeting next October 26th in two, uh, almost two weeks in Mexico City. So we're going there and we're going to meet with some other colleagues and talk about the industry, what are our issues with the business and what can we do as a community to grow and to let the general population know about how can we help them. So it is interesting that we are now doing that meetings. Actually, we had a meeting over the Zoom platform recently with Alison Lush, ICD president, where she told us about the knowledge that the Institute has to offer to others. So it should be something nice to have something like that from Naples. Um, probably I'm going to put some people at the hotspot, but sorry. But, <laughs> you know, it's because I, I really enjoy the networking, the knowledge from ICD, from Naples, from the virtual chapter too. And it's something that I want to others know about it. So it is important for me to speak about it. Are there, I don't know the answer to this question, obviously, but are there cultural differences between the way residents of the U.S. tend to live within their home versus the culture of the way Mexicans live in their home? And are you having to adjust the knowledge and information you're learning from U.S. authors and thought leaders to how you handle community members and your clients in your country? There's some cultural differences, but in some cases, the issues are the same. People in Mexico is nowadays is more consumerist. They buy a lot of stuff and they don't want to get rid of the, <laughs> that stuff. And probably is because we come from a very a scarcity way of thinking because in Mexico we had so many crises, economic crises, and that's it. Yeah, Mexico is not a poor country. I'm telling this. Mexico is a rich country, but it's poorly managed. So, well, so people create this scarcity mindset, so they don't want to get rid of anything. 
they buy. So probably in that way, we are very alike as the U.S. because we have houses full of stuff and we don't want to get rid of that stuff to live a more comfortable life. But in the same page, we think that we can do it by ourselves and we don't want to hire someone to come into the house and see what's going on, you know, because probably they're going to be judgmental and that's it. So I think our part of our labor as POs is get rid of that mindset of thinking that someone that is going to help you in the organizing of your house is going to judge you because you have a cluttered house or, you know, a no pristine condition of your home. So it is a hard work to do, but I think it's something that can lead us to do it with much passion and shift that mindset of the population. Right. Not just so many good things you're doing. Is there anything else before I get to my last question that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, something I would love to share is about your business, about your person is sell to others, to your prospects, a comfortable you. Don't try to sell someone you are not. Because in some cases, we try too hard to get clients, but you don't need to get lost in that process. Try to be you. Sell what you are, what you are capable of. People are going to buy you because you are honest with yourself and to them. I love that. I would love from you. You're such a go-getter. You're such a thought leader. You're such a, a leader in general. And and I want to thank you for all the work that you're doing to share our industry with other parts of the world. But can you give our listeners two actionable sticky notes? So two things they can write down and then put into action this week to make a change either in their life or their business? Yeah. The first one, delegate those tasks you suck at. <laughs> if you're bad at something, please delegate it. It's I something it. that you need to do. The other thing I could say, when making client assessments, be very thoughtful to pick your clients because you need to pick clients that resonate with you. So don't try to get all the clients. Try to get the right ones. Oh, so good, Nacho. A question for you. What is the first thing you delegated when your organizing and productivity business took off? Everything about taxes. <laughs> Same for me. I feel you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. And and I agree with you. Your second sticky note too. I Simon Sinek is one of the thought leaders that I love following. And he says to the goal is not to do business with people who need what you have. The goal is to do business with people who believe what you believe. Because if they don't believe what you believe and they don't want to take all your knowledge and all your goodness and and implement their lives, it's going to be a struggle the whole time. Yeah. So I love that you said that. You won't be happy. And that's the reason for many of us, we did this shifting of careers because we were no longer happy doing what we do. So we need to be at least comfortable with the clients we pick. 
Absolutely. Nacho, where can our listeners find out more about you and stay connected with you? Okay. My website is uh, nachoorganiza.com. Is you spell it with an A at the last Nacho Organiza is with an A. Uh, I'm self spelling in English, so I'm gonna try. Okay. 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 N A C H O R G A N I Z Z A. Yes. Com. Oh, yes. Yes. No, you nailed it. You did a great job. So it's N N A C H O R G A N I Z. A listeners and his his website. If you go on Google Nacho, I can just press translate this page. And when I'm going to your website right now, I can read all of it in English. So if you are, if English is your first language, you can totally still see how Nacho has all of his website laid out and you can get in touch with him. It's a beautiful site. Yeah. And it's the same. Nacho Organiza is the same for Facebook, Twitter, and also Instagram. Amazing. I can't thank you enough for your time today and for all you're doing for NAPO and for our industry. Listeners, how about you? What can you do today this week to make a change in your business? Or maybe you want to make a change in your community, in your state, in your country. I mean, we have listeners on this podcast from all over the world. How can you follow not just lead and do something for yourself and your country and this industry to help people live more comfortable lives? I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Standout. Thanks so much for being here with me and learning with me. If you like this podcast, would you mind leaving us a review? And of course, hit that subscribe button and then we'll let you know every time a new podcast episode comes out. And when one comes out that really resonates with you or you know would change someone else's life, go ahead and share that episode with them. We would love to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. I look forward to talking with you next time. I'll see you then. That's all for today's episode of Standout brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.